Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. We're going to be chatting about August 9th through 15th. I want to start rolling because we're actually talking about interesting things. As about usual. After school specials and how they were weird. They were almost movies. Like, you think about them nowadays. They're like movies of the week. Yeah, and some are longer than others, I guess, too, but... Yeah, some were feature-length, I think. Yeah, it, it, would, it would be like a two-hour block, I guess, with commercials and stuff in there, or... I don't even think that long. Like, I think maybe without commercials, an after-school special was 45 minutes. Okay. There was way less commercials back then. Like, you know, nowadays, a half-hour show, you're lucky if it's 20 minutes, and an hour-long show is 40, whereas back then, like, I think an episode of Star Trek back in the 60s was 52 Didn't minutes. Did we show one once? Did we? The boy, the boy who drank too much with Scott Baio? <laughs> is that, is that the we? name of it? Yeah. I don't That's remember that. Title. That does sound like a thing that could have played here. Because, well, it was, it was part of that VHS, uh, the 24-hour... It might have been a 16-millimeter print. Oh, oh maybe when we did, like, a weird 16-millimeter fest or something. We yeah. did some of those back in the day. Yeah. These are all the things I never got to see, but that I would remember. And yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember not doing that. Like, the apocalypse or whatever that uh-huh. one was, the post-apocalyptic one. I'm so sad about that because... Even when you work here, you miss cool things sometimes. <laughs> and I don't know what it was. I think it was out of town. Or it was something like, oh, I was at a wedding or something. Yeah. And we screened the Michael Caine Killer Bee movie. Oh, Swarm. The Swarm. Swarm. Yeah. That's never going to be on the big screen again. I missed it. I didn't even know we played it well, once. We also showed the Hindenburg. We did a disaster. I watched that. Yeah, it was yeah. the Hindenburg and one of the airport movies. Yeah, yeah. The, airport the, 77, 77, maybe. <laughs> the, one where, the one where the plane gets submerged. Oh, man. These are all classic. And uh, maybe Towering Inferno in there. That's a classic. I think I watched yeah. Towering Inferno here, yeah. That one's amazing because like, there's just like a thing of oily rags in the basement. They're like, hey, guys, where are we going to put this big thing of oily rags? It's like, this in no way will be a problem in the future. Like, oh no, they caught on fire. It'll be fine. Yeah, what are the odds of that? But like that era of movie, I didn't know about this at all until listening to Kevin Smith podcast, actually. But he said he would run home from school, and he's like 50, I think. I don't know. And there would be either like all week. Am I getting this right? It It was either in like half hour chunks or something like that, where they would take Planet of the Apes and cut it up into four half-hour chunks, and you'd watch it, like, Monday to Thursday from 4 to 4.30. Oh, isn't that, like, uh, Magic Shadows? Kind of, yeah. Where he'd serialize a movie? So weird. Interesting. Yeah, yeah and, and... They like, cut up his brain! Well, and they said sometimes... So you'd be cutting a two-hour movie yeah. into four 20-minute chunks. So Oof. sometimes they said you'd be cutting the hell out of it. And it was something hilarious. Like, in Planet of the Apes, they actually cut out three or four monumental parts including the ending. So I think at the end in the serialized version, basically Charlton Heston gets on the back of a horse and rides off into the sunset. The end. Because they're like, ah, you don't need that last yeah, twist. That's. I mean, <laughs> so, I almost like that in a way, but yeah. I also hate it because we do know the ending. So it's well, like... And it, it was some <laughs> other nerd I heard talking about the same thing on some documentary, some nerd documentary, and said that then as a teen went to see Planet of the Apes at a rep house and had their mind blown <laughs> because there was this extra chunk at the end. Man, and probably a bunch of people probably left in the last five minutes and they're like, yeah. oh, I know it ends, whatever, yeah. we'll just leave. And that like, guy's wait, like, what? what the hell? Yeah. That's like like when you only hear the edited version of rap songs and then you hear the real one. Yeah. <laughs> I had that with the first Snoop Dogg single. Uh, we had the single edited version and I was like, oh yeah. And then I heard, I was like, there's swears in this. <laughs> he said the N-word. Whenever they played Break Up Through to the Other Side, by the doors. Oh the yeah, yeah. They cut out the part where, where he says she gets high, she gets high, and it would it would be she gets 
She gets. <laughs> oh my god. And then when I heard it, I'm like, oh, okay. He was saying more. That, She's getting something. Was, oh. There's a few Kanye songs like that too, where he's like, she ain't messing with no broke, broke, because they don't yeah. want to say broke N words. And it's yeah. like, I mean, they're going to hear it eventually, like the real version of the song, you know? Well, like, and. TV movies, I think, are essentially gone. Like, I think on network television. More or less. Maybe to TBS before 8 o'clock or they something. They still do those but... Lifetime movies. Yeah. Mm. But, like, when I was a kid, I remember... God, I must have been really little. Like, I might have been three. <laughs> but I have this foggy memory of Superman, and I think they cut that into two parts. Because I think they cut... It's like a two-and-a-half-hour movie, so mm. they put it over two chunks and put a bunch of commercials in it yeah. and it might have even been one of those movies where they were like here's some uh, an extra scene or something but I don't think CTV or NBC or whatever I don't think they show regular movies anymore like I don't think they'll show whatever like you know Spider-Man or, yeah. or the latest Die Hard whereas back in the day oh, every Friday or Sunday night it yeah, would be yeah. a movie something cool like CTV especially like that's that's how I saw Terminator 2 for the first time oh wow that just blew my mind well, I mean I was pretty young so. were all the swears cut out of it like must they have must been. have been, but yeah. I don't because sometimes I think it was after nine o'clock or after eight yeah. or something. Then they could, but they had like a warning or whatever. In Canada, we were more lenient for sure. Yeah, because certain ones, yeah, like it's definitely bleeped or whatever before you know from like six seven o'clock whatever. But like there was definitely I remember seeing one on CBC called Little Criminals, and it was like a, I guess a made for CBC movie. Yeah, and it had it had like the discretion whatever. The opening scene has the kid dropping an f bomb. And I, I recorded that, like, my, I had a thing all set up, the tape's all good to go, my parents saw the, like, uh, here's the thing that's playing next, and they're like, oh, no, thank you, and I was, like, intrigued, so I, I was like, maybe, oh, I'll see if I can record it, and I clicked the button, and I got away with it, and I was a legend at school the next day, because I'm lending this tape out to guys, I'm like, there's swears in it. I guess I remember, I was swearing, remember <laughs> so, the Degrassi movie, School's Out? Yeah. Where they curse in it, and they're like, oh my god. It really whoa. throws you out. They're, they're swearing. It is very odd when you get used to not hearing it and then and then you can do... Or, like, when there's a TV version of something for the first time and it just feels weird. Like, even, like, the South Park movie or something like that where you hear a swear and you're like, oh, man, I mean, I know they were believing it before, but now, yeah. like, this is big time. Well, like, when was Snakes on a Plane? That was, like, 2000 or so? 2006, maybe. I think. Was oh, it God, really? was it that yeah, late? Yeah, they, like, No concept of time. So they still did it then because that's infamous where I've heard Sam Jackson talking about it where he'd yeah. go in for an hour... And just say bizarre, like <laughs> monkey flipping. Yeah, yeah, Mickey Ficky. Yeah, or they do alternate takes too. They'll, they'll do take. Oh wow! For yeah. the uh, they'll do a take without without swearing for the TV version. Yeah, mm. I think they. I think on Super Bad, on the DVD, they explain that they're like, okay, we're doing this. Take's gonna be for television. Yeah, it's like when you're taking pictures. Now do a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and and it's funny too because Samuel Jackson. I, I was thinking him in uh, Die Hard Three because that's a notorious one. Where he's like, I'm pretty. He calls him a metal farmer in that one. Metal so he's farmer. like, that's bad. Even for a metal farmer like you, that's bad. And I was like, as a kid, I'm like metal farmer. Hmm. There's <laughs> a really good Mr. Show sketch where they make fun of Goodfellas. Oh, man. It's called Pallies, <laughs> but it's edited for television. So man. it's like you know, watch your mother, father, mouth, <laughs> and a guy flips another guy off, but they superimpose a thumbs up over it. <laughs> man, because there's like at least a hundred f bombs in that movie, or something yeah, like some insane yeah. number. Oh no! If you go on YouTube, you can see the um, TV version of Die Hard. Oh yeah, man. where the guy dubbing over the guy dubbing over Bruce Willis sounds nothing like him. <laughs> man, oh god, that is good. Melon Farmer, so many classics. I just thought of it recently because I was watching Krypton. Not that I watch TV. What is, is Krypton like a prequel? It's like a Superman's grandpa. 
What? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. It's really good. I like it. I, I've um, never heard of it. But Lobo's on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it Sheriff just, Lobo? Sheriff, yeah, it's Sheriff, Sheriff Lobo. Sheriff Lobo's on it. <laughs> and it made me think of this topic because he says frag. Oh, and yeah. even as a teenager reading Lobo comics, I thought that was so funny that you just take the F word and change it to frag and use it in the exact same context yeah. and you get away with it. Mm. And they did the same thing on Battlestar where they turned it to frack. And I just think it's so silly that a censor would be like, okay, if you say that F word... Yeah, we have no idea what you mean. But if you say frack, which is like three out of four of the same letters and yeah. we stick an R in there... Man. That's fine. And I remember comics used to say Hades instead of Hell as well. Oh, like when oh, I was sure. growing, I don't know when if they say Hell now. I have no idea. Probably, but and I thought I, and I thought it was Hades because I was a kid, so I was like, go to Hades, and I was like, huh, Hades. interesting. And then years, I was like, oh Hades, oh he- okay, that's what it was. Well, that's why cartoons from the eighties, like GI Joe, are funny because you weren't allowed to kill anybody. <laughs> And it was a war show yeah. where people are flying airplanes and crashing into things. Everyone's got a machine gun. And it's really interesting to watch where you see how shackled they were. Because if like, a plane gets shot down in a G.I. Joe cartoon, you have to show the bad guy or good guy jumping out with a parachute. You can't have any death. So yeah. like, it's a great war because they've got 0% casualty. Yeah, yeah. Very strange. It's weird in that, and it always, I've never heard confirmation of this, but I always thought that same thing whenever, in a commercial or cartoon, anything, whenever someone, you know, looks like they're hurt or whatever, and then they're like, I'm okay at the end. Yeah. Like, and I, I almost feel like that has to be in a script where they're like, you, even if you don't see the person afterwards, they have to say, I'm okay or something. Or an Evil Dead where they used green and purple goo versus blood. <laughs> yeah. It's not blood, therefore. It's not blood. <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. And I just imagine the censors being like, Ramy. Yeah. Tricking us at every turn. God, yeah, it's so so funny. And then even it's something like Dawn of the Dead, where it's like it is blood, but it's like pink almost. It or looks like, like yeah. Tom Savini <laughs> said, "Oh, it looked like melted crayon." Yeah, yeah. Because it was before they kind of innovated the movie blood to make it look more real. Although I almost prefer. Or sometimes it. it would look like tomato soup. Yeah, it's so like unreal. Like and even like I mean the zombies are like powder blue. Yeah, you know. So it's like the whole thing is ridiculous. But it's such a cool little piece. I remember in Batman '89 when. The cop who wasn't Bullock, but was the exact same character as Bullock, <laughs> kind of like a yeah. big trench coat guy with a beard smoking cigars, yeah. and I was always like, why isn't that Bullock? <laughs> but he gets shot, like Joker shoots him, or Jack Napier shoots yeah. him, I forget, and there's no blood, nothing. And he gets shot, and he kind of, it's like a 40s movie, he kind of grabs his chest and falls over. And I wonder if they were like, yeah, we really want a soft PG on this, mm-hmm. so you could shoot him, but we can't have a blood packet explode out. Yeah, and it's such a creepy movie, though. Yeah. So many other parts, like, like even that skeleton after it gets buzzed, like, that creeped me out as a kid. And that, oh, and that girl's face where she's like, Jack, come yeah. on. And you're like, ah. Creepy. It's so good. Completely switching topics, because, kind of cool, Andrew just went to London. Oh, yeah, that was the whole point of getting all this together. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're like, yeah, blood's weird, yeah, right? What a segue. I went to London. It was my first time in Europe. Uh, my friend lives there, and he was a friend of mine who I grew up with, and he was getting married. But while I was there, I went to London twice. Uh, like, I wasn't in London the whole time. I was, like, out in Guildford and Billingshurst. But you get on a train, you're in London in, like, 45 minutes. Yeah, because everything's so small there. Like, they've got 35 countries in the size of Ontario, <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. I think that's fact. Yeah, don't don't look sure it up. That's true, yeah. yeah. But I went to the Prince Charles Cinema, 
in the West End, and it's kind of like the Mayfair. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's two screens. It's it's a tiny little place. Like I went in there, and the lo- like I I always thought like our lobby is small, but like, <laughs> they they don't even have a lobby. They just have this front entrance, and you buy your ticket on uh, one end of the counter, the other counter, and you get your popcorn. Oh wow, interesting. Kind of reminds me of that theater that was in Carlton Place all those years ago. Oh yeah, it was this little basement run by this old guy, and his dog would be lying in the lobby, and it was he had three screens. It was just this tiny little theater, but it was great. I, I saw like Jet Li's Hero there, and that's yeah. Yeah, my parents live in Carlton Place, but I've never actually been to the theater. They talked about it though, and I was like, oh yeah, that sounds cool, but it's like, when am I? What Is am he I still do? there? I don't. No, think so. no, I think they couldn't. They couldn't make the jump to DCP. And yeah. in London, was it expensive? I heard, yes. I heard movie tickets in London. I think Simon Pegg I heard talking about this, that <laughs> just regular movie tickets in London are the equivalent of $25 or something like that. Well, Blu-ray. Canadian, I guess my ticket was probably, I wasn't even thinking about it, but I might have paid like $15 yeah. Canadian or something. And this is like a rep house That's too, That's a rep right? house. Yeah, yeah that, like they don't show, uh, maybe they'll show, they show like a couple new movies, but so I think it's mostly... You- if you're going to... Like they were showing Lawrence of Arabia in 70mm. Oh, wow. Uh, that's yeah. pretty cool, though. That's neat. Man, that's, that's worth 15 bucks. And wait, you yeah. would see Reservoir Dogs? I saw Reservoir Dogs, yeah, because it was my last day there, so I had a bit of time. Uh, my friend and my brother, we, we did like a pub crawl, a sort of a nice. little bachelor party kind of thing, and uh, we had walked by the cinema, so it's like, okay, I know where it is now, so I'll come back yeah. like after the wedding. But yeah, I saw Reservoir Dogs there, not in 35, and DCP. Still there. Uh, yeah, it was, it was cool, though. And that's what, and you were doing like a world's end pub crawl yeah. type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of what we were doing. That's we, amazing. We, uh, we went to like six or seven pubs, and the guy we were with was giving us kind of a walking tour because he really knows London. Nice. So we saw Scotland Yard, the original Scotland Yard. We walked past Downing Street, uh, where that uh, was it, Boris Johnson or what? What was? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. The, 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 new had, <laughs> the new lunatic, the new British Donald Trump's Man. house. Yeesh. We saw MI6, like we were walking across the Thames oh, River, and he's like, that's a, that's a, where MI6 is. I forget that that's a real thing. Yeah. Like, I'm so <laughs> yeah. used to it being I'm like, oh yeah, it's a made-up James Bond thing. Yeah. I 100% always think it's a made-up thing. <laughs> I know. Like, like, it's like S.H.I.E.L.D. It's better <laughs> that way. I'm like, so was Hydra here too? I like, used these... to think it's made up. That's, it's true. I wouldn't know any better. And I love the UK Maybe culture. Maybe James Bond's real. It could be. Like, there's probably a guy named, like, James Bond, Bond or at least the last name Bond, who works at MI6. Maybe not as an agent. Has to be. That'd be the worst. But vice versa, if someone comes here and sees the Mounties doing their parade routine, <laughs> the they must be like, what, there actually are Mounties yeah, here? Yeah. <laughs> I still think, well, and, and, and then your first thought is like, oh, they're still on horses or whatever. And like, no, I don't, I don't think so. But maybe. Yeah. yeah, that's sweet. I love touristing nerds, because we did the same thing last year when we were in Philadelphia, is we went to the Philadelphia Film Festival. So we did the, you know, touristy things as well, like yes. you did. But you're like, what are you going to do in this city? Go see movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you see Reservoir Dogs? Yeah. <laughs> I got to see the um, Orson Welles documentary All on right, the big well, screen. That's, that's good uh, Which I had hoped we were going to get, but we never... Yeah. Netflix. Man, <laughs> it's well, really good. Yeah. When I was in L.A., I, uh, I don't want to brag, but I saw Venom. Oh, yeah. Where did you, <laughs> was that at, uh, whatchamacallit? Did you no, go to Man's Theater? Uh, no. I've actually, I've been to there, but I've never seen a movie. Like, I've been, I've seen a couple movies at Arclight, but I've never actually been. Yeah. I, I, that's another thing where I'm like, Man's Chinese Theater, I'm just like, oh, yeah, the sidewalk up front. I'm like, it's an actual theater, right? Like, I don't think of it in that way. I but mean, every time you're there, I believe Lee, years ago, was there, but went to see, I could be wrong, but it was like the latest Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> just because that's, they're just a new Thing. Yeah, so they're like, yeah. at the time, Sandler was still making big screen movies yeah. and was popular. And so God. you'll go by. There, and I think Gwen and I passed by there for 
two seconds. We got to do the touristy thing and find R 2s footprints and do that kind of thing, but we didn't mm-hmm. go to a movie. But I think it was like Michael Bay Ninja Turtles two was screening when we were there. <laughs> oh my god! And, and I was like, oh, thank God, I don't have time to see a movie because yeah. I would just to go in and see it. You know, you but, do like and that's that's such a perfect Josh like thing there because yeah. you got like. Michael Bay, who yeah. you hate more than anything, and the Ninja Turtles, who, who I love. Oh, you love so not sad. more than anything, but a lot. A lot. Man, that's uh, so. But you almost saw a movie there. <laughs> and what the other um, famous cinemas in Hollywood are all small. I think. Like, more, yeah. If you think they're big epic things like here at the Mayfair, but they're not. They're like a small little like one hundred and fifty seat or hundred seater kind of thing. Yeah, and the, the ArcLight is is it's nice, but it's like it's kind of like weird. It's, it reminds me of like the Rito Center or something. Like it's like so brightly lit yeah. and it's big and new and classy. Modern. And, yeah, the opposite of me in every way, basically. <laughs> and so like it's cool. Like it's fun to be there, but it's like Jason Schwartzman might walk by something like that. So it's like it's weird because you're just. I, I feel like almost awkward there I'm just like everyone's all nicely dressed and the lobby's super nice and they've got all these art prints and a yeah. bookstore and you can get booze and stuff which was pretty sweet so I saw the one after Skyfall whatever the newest one was Oh, mm. Spectre? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Spectre there you know uh, <laughs> Spectre has the worst James Bond opening and I'm not a super fan, so there might be another bad one out there. There's but it's just this, it's this octopus kind of manhandling all the Bond ladies. What? And it's really weird. Like, creepy. You're watching it, and it's just... Like I an don't actual know. octopus? Well, like like a, you know, like a CG octopus. Are you... What? Uh, yeah, what? Spectre? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that that was the one where it opened up with him, like, walking along the, the wall. The tracking and, shot, yeah. yeah. But the Is opening, there an octopus also? The, the opening, like, Bond lady thing... For some reason, it oh, has an octopus in it. I vaguely remember. I don't know if an octopus is Spectre's logo or something. Or is it a, is it a, like an octopusy tie-in? Maybe, but I, it's weird. I, I definitely t- yeah, I completely forgot about that. I only because I was like, oh, that's cool. He's walking on the uh, building, and, and I did not like the song as much as Adele's song. I don't remember who did the song. I don't remember anymore. A guy Spectre. who won an Oscar for it, and oh, it was the Sam Smith one, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, really, like, and nobody oh, likes that song. Nobody's like, that's my favorite James Bond song. Oh God, the writings on the wall. <laughs> yeah, not a good song. That's what it was. You're <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is that tune? Get this man an Oscar. Uh, yeah, I didn't even remember it. Yeah, I, I thought you just pressed play on yeah, your MP3 player. That, yeah, Sam Smith, I believe that was. Yes. Did you see any London movie nerd things? Um. Like in New York, it's really easy. Like you, you Google it. There was a Mr. Bean impersonator. What? Wow. (laughs) And uh, like wanting money. Yeah. Yeah, and then I got my picture taken with a Darth Vader. I guess he's from London. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, okay, looks like the guy who played him was English, I think. True. True. David. Prouse? Maybe it. it was David Prouse. It could have been him. Yeah. yeah, looks like. Leave <laughs> me so jealous. <laughs> is he still alive? He is. I think he's like 100, but he, I, I think he's still alive. Wow. I could be wrong, but I think he is. That's um, impressive. I know he does a lot of... Well, he did do a lot of festivals. I don't know if he still does, but... Yeah, I mean, now he might just be like, I'm old, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> what money are you making? Like, there's no residuals on... Or maybe there is, I don't know. Like, would you even make anything from that? Like, yeah, I think a lot of people, yeah. <laughs> And especially like that, the argument with Darth Vader is like, there's a different voice, there's a different stuntman, there's yeah. a, you know, so it's, it's hard to say one person played Darth Vader. Yeah, it is. Russ Meyer was the one who told David Prowse that they dubbed over his voice. Oh, he broke it to him? Wow. He's like, well, he's like, he wrote him, because David Prowse made a movie with Russ Meyer called Black Snake, and then I guess like a couple years later he did Star Wars, and then Russ Meyer saw it. And he sent him a telegram saying, you know, congratulations for being in the most successful movie ever. By the way, uh, they dubbed your voiceover by somebody else. But he hadn't seen it at that point? I guess not, that no. That seems... No. So, yeah. 
I guess I just as a Star Wars geek, I'm like, I would have seen it 30 times. I'm in the movie. Yeah. But then again, that would be just devastating, I guess, if you really thought. But, like, his voice is not intimidating in the slightest. Like, I hope he's not surprised that, like, oh, yeah, we used an actual scary voice. We got James Earl Jones. Yeah. And, and that the mouth wasn't moving. Super easy to, like, change lines around. <laughs> so, it's harsh. Yeah, the footage of him, like, because there is behind-the-scenes footage with his voice, like, Prowse's voice. Oh, really? Yeah. It's oh, I'd like so, to see that. It's really funny because he's just... He's just he sounds like what you would expect him to sound like. He's just like a British dude who's just like, you know... A snobby British guy. Tear that ship apart till you find those plans, you know? Oh. It's, like, like, it's not yeah. that bad. Highly recommended. <laughs> I wish it was that bad. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Well, well I, you know, I'll find it and I'll put it on a USB for both of you. That's yeah, my thing yeah, that I do yeah. now. Okay, let us briefly chat about the movie screening from August 9th through the 15th. Yay. A big five-movie week. I love short weeks. Give Sweet. extra space to plug the movies on the schedule and stuff. So, first up... Marion and Leonard, Words of Love, a new documentary about Leonard Cohen. And this one really is about Leonard Cohen, unlike that other movie we got that I thought was about Leonard Cohen. But it wasn't? No, I can't remember. We had something that had a title that sounded, it was like one of his song titles. Oh, but he was But it was not, Not it it wasn't even a documentary. And a few people have called about this, actually, so it's cool that we got it. I think this one will do well. I think Leonard Cohen and the kind of people who come here and the age range of people who like Leonard Cohen, and so, yeah, I think this will do well. And then we have the Ottawa premiere of Light of My Life from Casey Affleck, which I believe is a kind of post-apocalyptic-y yeah, kind of thing. Kind of the road-ish. Yes. Maybe. I mean, like that movie. Well, what's that movie we showed? Leave No Trace? Yeah. But that's, is that post-apocalyptic? No, that's, that's, just, that's just... They were just living in the woods. <laughs> yeah. So I it, wished it was. It's like Leave No Trace meets the road. Yeah. There, like, I, I honestly know nothing about this movie, but I think I'm going to come and check it out because, like, that sounds cool. Post-apocalyptic. Sure. Oh, the road was heavy. Oh my god, the road yeah. was rough. <laughs> Not a laugh riot by any means, but it's also like, I guess, what did I expect? Yeah. <laughs> but still. I bought my dad the book, the Cormac McCarthy book. Did he like it? No. He, no. Was, so <laughs> weird, he was so weirded out by it. He read it really quickly because apparently uh, it's, like, oh, it's, it's nothing. a yeah. short book. And huh. He's like, why did you buy me that? <laughs> and it's a, I only know this because I got it from the library years back and it had the sticker on it. Yeah. It was an Oprah book club book. I thought that. Which is cool and Cormac McCarthy's a legendary writer right. but it's just this really heavy horror book essentially yeah. that not to profile her crowd but you wouldn't <laughs> think that would be right up their alley no I know some of the, her picks have been a little like the, it has controversial content yeah but yeah that was, was American Psycho an Oprah book Oof, I hope not <laughs> yeah. oh god just unre- is the bible one of them <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, Shades of Grey yeah this is just unrelenting then we have The Farewell which we got really fast which is really cool for us always to get a well-publicized, highly critiqued movie. Yeah, this looks good. Mm-hmm. It's got Aquafina, Aquafina, who I wish wasn't named Aquafina because I <laughs> yeah. can't What's take her she, seriously. Is she credited as Aquafina? Or she is. Or like, her regular, she has a no, real name? She must have a real name. It's, it's not even like one of those, like, even I noticed Beyonce now is going by Beyonce, Beyonce Knowles. Knowles Carter. Oh, wow. Meaning she's taking her husband's name that her husband doesn't even use. Hmm. But anyhow, yeah, Aquafina's in it. It's based on a true story, a Chinese-American family dealing with their ailing grandmother. And it's a dramatic comedy. It is currently, not that all people care about this stuff, but it's a good thing to throw out there. It is 99% all critics, 100% top critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, who's that 1% jerk? I always love that 1%er. Know. I always love it. You look at Booksmart, and it was same thing. It was 99, 100. Yeah. And you find it, everybody is like, 9 out of 10, you know, yeah. B+, plus, A+, plus, whatever. And there's one, and it's like, one star. This movie is shameful. These kids should be ashamed of themselves. And you're just like, when you're a critic, and, you know, most critics are, it's split. Some people like it, some people don't. 
But when everybody likes it but you, you got to be like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Even I liked Booksmart, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so we have that coming up. And then we have Iron Sky, The Coming Race. Oh, you've been really Green. excited about this. Ottawa premiere. Yeah. It has dinosaurs in it. A hometown boy, Tom Green. See, this is our footsteps towards getting Tom Green to come here. It may, you know what? It would be so him to just show up. Yeah. Like, that, you know, we're always trying to get him, and then he's just like, oh, one please. You're like, but are you put... Well, because lately, within the past couple weeks, he's been in Ottawa, single-handedly saving Chateau Laurier. And across the street. At, at House of Cards. Literally across the street. Yeah. And doing... I, th- I believe he did some shows, did some stand-up. Yeah, that seems like And that. But he did kind of retweet Hart, our tweets about this movie because somebody said jokingly is Tom Green dropping by and I said we would always love Tom to drop by and so I don't know I should look at his schedule because he's touring right now so he might be in Florida or Vegas or something yeah but I want him to drop by because I think it'll be fun because I like live audio commentaries that comedians do whether they be kind of riff track style or more when I was in San Diego, I saw Ray Harryhausen do a live commentary of wow. one of his films. Jeez. So that wasn't comical. It was just him with one of the San Diego hosts and kind of led his way through the movie. Right. And it was great. And I think it'd be super fun to get Tom to drop by and do a live commentary on Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah. I think it'd be super fun. Yeah. Does anyone like that movie, though? That, my, my friend who I'm going to see literally right after this, it's his favorite movie. Really? Yeah, we watch it every year on his birthday. Like, I mean, see? his choice, clearly not. Tom Green can make your friend's birthday wishes come true it's true and I even I begged Josh if I could give him the poster that we had for it and he's like you can do it but if Tom Green comes you <laughs> yeah. have to bring back the poster I was yeah. like I swear I swear we'll bring back the poster on the off chance that that happens yeah because it's like it's been ten, languishing in the basement since oh God, 2004 <laughs> yeah you know so when Tom Green made that run and he did he and Jason Lee did the stealing, heist movie stealing he was good I would say Road Trip is one of his best appearances because he's in like 10-15 minutes it's like the perfect amount of green yeah. cameo no in Charlie's Angels oh geez. he did some movie where he played a butler I saw, <laughs> it, on, sounds... I saw it on like the yeah. movie network. was it a kids Brooke... movie yeah it's like a family movie it's like Brooke Shields oh my god I remember, I remember him in a butler it's outfit. almost like him as Mrs. Doubtfire something he might have He's plugged that on letterman or something I, i've seen a clip of that i keep thinking of the one where norm mcdonald plays a butler screwed, screwed which, like the which i saw on opening day by the way wow <laughs> screwed is so good. i, like I think norm you McDonald. and i are the only people who've seen that movie but i saw norm mcdonald live here in ottawa and it was the funniest 90 minutes of my life i can see that oh he's so good he's so funny one more movie. The last one is continuing our Fritz Lang Film Festival, oh. The Big Heat from 1953. Excellent movie. Don't yeah. miss it. I believe it. She said it so into it. Don't <laughs> miss it. The most violent G-rated movie ever made. Oh, man. Well, Andrew just commented on this that I had initially had this listed as not rated, but sometime in the recent past it actually got rated okay. as G. And oh. Andrew pointed out that there's a woman who gets a coffee pot of hot coffee thrown in her face and yeah. it's violent oh. and like that's even worse than the like grapefruit in the face from yeah. uh, Public Enemy or whatever it is is that right 1932 yeah similar kind of thing Bob the Butler is what it's called oh my god of course it's called Bob the Butler <laughs> more important than the big heat that sounds so made up no, but you're you're going to see uh, not Messiah of Evil that's that's another great one but uh, god what's it called the Fritz Lang movie Misery of Evil Misery is that no I can't be right Misery Ministry. of Fear Ministry, Ministry of Fear, of fear. <laughs> took us a second took us a second you don't even know what movie you're going to see uh, Misery of Evil I believe it was called I like my titles better <laughs> I would watch that Ministry of Fear which I was very happy that a packed house of yeah. 44 people came yesterday that's which huge. is 
34 people more than we usually get for such things. Which, so. like, sounds sad, but that's honestly a great turnout for a no, like, kind of whatever movie. 40 yeah. is our minimal, like, that's decent. Yeah, so this yeah, destroyed that. Yeah. yeah, Four people more than the... And then movies. on the same day, we had 120 for late night. Yeah. So, very oh, good day yesterday. It was bonkers. But, yeah, and the big heat is just as I say often, is it's just like time travel. It's seeing this on the big screen yeah. in a cinema that would have screened it back in 53. Oh, man. Oh, so much mind. fun. Yeah, I was working Ministry of Fear. Ministry I believe it's of called. Evil. Yeah, and uh, yesterday, I was just, I watched just a couple minutes, and I think Andrew was here too, I think. And uh, yeah, and it's just such a like weird feeling. Like yeah. being, it just instantly transports you. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, and Alfred from 60s Batman was in it. That's so, so cool. Know, yeah, so you know it's that. good. Did he look like him? Did he have the mustache? I, I never got to see him. He must have been a lot younger. Oh, yeah, because wow. it would have. Yeah, it would have been. He ruined it for me. It would have been such a surprise. I, I would have stood up in my seat and yelled, "It's Alfred yeah, from yeah. Batman!" I, I think. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Yeah. No, I just. It's just some of those names stick in your head, you know. So yeah. it's uh, it's pretty cool. He was in a lot of horror flicks back in the forties, fifties, apparently. Cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's wrap this up because Andrew's got to go back to work. I, go I got to go watch a movie that I have some semblance of what it's called. Yeah, and possibly Alfred's in it, maybe not. And where are you going? I'm You're going, going to Double Bill Night. It's, I shouldn't even be here. It's, it's Monday. Bill I'm Night. not supposed to be here today. That's true. I came here just for you guys. Yeah. Or for the audience, I guess. I don't know. So go to MayfairTheater.ca for our showtimes. Do not go to Cinema Clock. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Never do that. We've had nothing but trouble of that the last few days. Oof. You can also check our listings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go visit our friends at House of Targ. As we record this, this upcoming Wednesday is still half price pierogi day. All through August. I think for my birthday, that's why they're doing it. They didn't say. I'm, oh, uh, I'm man, assuming I that's why. Eat so many pierogies. Yeah. So many pierogies. It's the best thing you can do. Okay, man. It's the right thing to do. It's, it's the right thing. I feel like your brain just started thinking about pierogies. Like, like, oh, oh, man. man. <laughs> he just, the pierogies. Get yeah. the diabetes. He's high on the pierogi thoughts. <laughs> Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you soon at the Mayfair and at House of Tark eating pierogies. Yay! Bye! Bye! Oh, man, I hope we play that movie Nothing But Trouble also. (laughs) (laughs) That movie sucks. For more than 20 years, scientists have known that a swarm of killer bees has been headed towards the United States. Now, Warner Brothers presents Irwin Allen's The Swarm. We have visual contact. Identify a black mass, sir. A moving black mass. We have been invaded by an enemy far more lethal than any human force. Starring Michael Caine, Catherine Ross, Richard Widmark, Richard Chamberlain, Olivia de Havilland, Ben Johnson, Lee Grant, Jose Ferrer, Patty Duke Aston, Slim Pickens, Bradford Dillman, Fred McMurray, and Henry Fonda. story of courage and sacrifice. Not since the 30s, when families by the thousands fled the Oklahoma Dust Bowl, has a thriving American community had to be totally evacuated until today. Its size is immeasurable. Its power is limitless. Its enemy is man. The war that I've always talked about has finally started. Mile by mile, city by city, it moves, leaving in its wake a path of destruction. For God's sake, Crane, when are we going to stop this massacre? Irwin Allen's The Swarm. It is more than speculation. It is a prediction. The Swarm is coming. <laughs>